This episode of the Power Connects News You Can Use is brought to you by Amperon, the real-time pulse of global power grids at your fingertips. We must not confuse dissent with disloyalty. What did he say? You ready? Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis. Episode 27 of the program happening on a Friday, boys and girls. Yes, we've made it through another week. Congratulations to all of you. It's a news you can use kind of Friday, folks. So before we get into that, as always, don't forget to make sure you connect to the Power Connect Podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and over the website, thepowerconnect.net. And of course, if you want to be part of the news you can use, if you've got a company story and or anything you would like to release to the rest of the energy world, let us know. Connect with us on LinkedIn, Fred Davis, and of course, on the company page as well, The Power Connect, and via email, fred at thepowerconnect.net. All right, let's get right down to it today. We've got a lot to get to, a lot of good news coming out of the climate bill. Well, some may say it's good news. We'll let you decide for yourself. It's definitely on the right path. Here is a Friday edition of News You Can Use. The climate bill is ready to move forward. Senator Kirsten Sinema signed off on the sweeping Democratic legislation Thursday night that would provide new spending to mitigate climate change and extend health care access while taxing corporations. The Arizona Democrats' decision was seen as the lone Democratic holdout on the bill moving forward after saying mum on the landmark legislation when it was announced last week. Sinema agreed to the bill, known as the Inflation Reduction Act, after Democratic leaders agreed to remove a provision on closing the so-called carried interest interest tax loophole that enables wealthy hedge fund and investment managers to pay lower taxes. Quote, we have agreed to remove the carried interest tax provision, protect advanced manufacturing, and boost our clean energy economy in the Senate's budget reconciliation legislation, Cinema said in a statement Thursday. Quote, subject to the parliamentarian's review, I'll move forward. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer voiced confidence that Democrats now have unanimous caucus support for the bill. Quote, I am pleased to report that we have reached an agreement on the Inflation Reduction Act that I believe will receive the support of the entire Senate Democratic Conference, Schumer said on Thursday. He added, the final version of the reconciliation bill to be introduced on Saturday will reflect this work and put us one step closer to enacting this historic legislation into law. A Democrat familiar with the new agreement said it will contain a new excise tax on stock buybacks that brings in far more revenue than the carried interest provision did. A second Democratic source confirmed the new tax on stock buybacks. It was not immediately clear what other changes Cinema secured to support the legislation. Schumer said Thursday that it keeps the major components of the original bill, including reducing prescription drug costs, fighting climate change, closing tax loopholes exploited by big corporations and the wealthy, and reducing the deficit by $300 billion. You can find more on the story at CNBC.com. Princeton reports sunny results for solar. Keeping with the climate bill theme, in a collaborative report with several other organizations, Princeton University released a Rapid Energy Policy Evaluation and Analysis Toolkit, a.k.a. Repeat, outlining the potential impact of the new bill should it become law, and the results for solar are bright. Princeton said solar deployment may accelerate from 2020 rates of 10 gigawatts of capacity added per year to nearly five times as much by 2024, adding 49 gigawatts each year. Solar deployment may well be over 100 gigawatts per year by 2030, according to the report in PV Magazine. 
The report added investment in solar could reach $321 billion by 2030, nearly double the figure of $177 billion expected under current policy. The act would lead to nearly $3.5 trillion in cumulative capital investment in new American energy supply through the next decade. The act has numerous provisions to boost solar, from a long-term extension of the solar investment tax credit at 30% to $30 billion in production tax credits for renewable energy and storage manufacturing, a 100% manufacturing tax credit, and other funds to support environmental justice and agriculture. The repeat report also adds that the Inflation Reduction Act could cut annual emissions in 2030 by an additional $1 billion metric tons below current policy, including the impacts from the bipartisan infrastructure law. This would represent closing two-thirds of the remaining emissions gap between current policy and the nation's 2030 target of lowering emissions 50% below 2005 levels. Quote, it makes me incredibly optimistic, said Princeton's Jesse Jenkins, leader of the repeat project. It doesn't get us all the way there on its own, but it keeps us in the climate fight. Go to pv-magazine-usa.com for more on the story. Climate bill EV plans too ambitious? Some car makers are bristling at the provisions of the new climate bill aimed at EV tax credits thanks to what they entail. The Inflation Reduction Act includes tax credits that slash the cost of electric cars by thousands of dollars, but only for buyers who purchase from companies that relocate their supply chains out of China and other nations with which the United States does not have a free trade agreement. It is a heavy lift for an industry that has limited access to minerals and components crucial to the production of EV batteries. The timelines in the measure, some auto companies and trade groups say, may be impossible to meet. They are lobbying reluctant lawmakers to extend them. The push has divided clean vehicles proponents with some advocating for looser guidelines to get more electric cars on the road quickly. As others argue, the provisions are crucial to shoring up a dangerously unstable supply chain. It's a huge turning point for EVs in the supply chains as the U.S. attempts to make EVs more affordable. Quote, incentives that very few or no vehicles qualify for are not what car buyers expect and will not advance the Biden administration's goals on vehicle electrification said Dan Ryan, Vice President for Government and Public Affairs at Mazda North America. Quote, the United States is in a position to change behavior and build a domestic industry here, said Ben Steinberg, who heads the Battery Minerals and Technology Coalition. We have resources here. We are partnered with allies on this. We need to work fast because we have a dependence on foreign adversaries for things that are critical to our way of life. They are tough targets, but they are achievable. You can go to WashingtonPost.com for more. Finally, barbecue shark a no-no in China. A Chinese influencer is under police investigation after a clip of her roasting and eating a great white shark went viral. Footage of the vlogger, known by her online pseudonym Tizzy, showed her feasting on the predatory fish, which police in the central city of Nanchong confirmed was a great white. Quote, it may look vicious, but its meat is truly very tender, said Tizzy while tearing off large chunks of the animal's barbecued meat in a video posted last month. In the video, since deleted, she is seen unwrapping the fish and lying down next to it, showing that it's taller than her. The shark is then sliced in half, marinated, and barbecued while the head is cooked in a spicy broth. Great white sharks are listed as a vulnerable species by the International Union for Conservation of Nature, one step below being classified as endangered. In China, they are listed as protected. Illegal possession of a great white shark can lead to a 5- to 10-year prison term. That's going to do it for this Friday's edition of News You Can Use. As always, be sure to connect with us, like we said, over on LinkedIn. Give us a follow on 
Twitter, at the Freddie D. That's at the Freddie D. Huge shout out to all the guests this week, Jim Curtin, as well as Mr. Sean Kelly from Amperon. Of course, uh, go check out any of the podcasts you miss. Also, too, uh, with everything going on in the markets, make sure you check out our series with Mr. Nate Richards, CEO of NRX, that went down just a couple weeks ago. We've got some great series coming up, some great collaborations that we're working on, and of course, we would love to collaborate with you. Everybody, you guys have a safe and cool weekend. We'll see you back on Monday. We've got some great guest plan for next week be sure to stay tuned and as always be safe out there this has been the power connect podcast connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time